What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie. This is episode 431 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Also, of course, joining us is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful this evening. Nice. Nice. When we record this on January 16th, a three-day weekend. Oh, my goodness. I celebrated like it was 1999 for my birthday. Yeah. Well, lots of fun. Um, Maybe a little too much fun, but (laughs) is that even possible? No. Uh, Yeah, it's not possible. But, yeah, great kickoff. Cody and I, of course, um, joined joined me along with a few other friends how much fun did we have cody we had such a great time bar hopping dinner was fantastic oh my gosh we have to go back to that place what was it called harry mar uh have imar sorry um, yeah <laughs> for those marcus samuelson chef fans out there if you come to new york it's a great new spot Javi mar in the chelsea neighborhood and yeah, just had a lot of fun. I also went and saw the musical Some Like It Hot, which I highly recommend to see when you come to New York. Check it out. It's just so much fun. Great voices, great story, updated, of course. So highly recommend that. But oh my goodness, so nice. much fun. And yes, looking forward to the year ahead. Happy birthday, boo. Thank I know. You. Happy birthday. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No, I had a great time. All right. Well, we got to get into the show, but we always love to read comments from people when replying back to episodes when we were talking about various things, including, oh, we were talking about trans men. Couldn't mm-hmm. get it because they are saying, you can because we were um discussing whether or not people that were assigned female at birth could take prep Mm -hmm. and so teddy responded back to me and he said uh he spoke to one of his trans male friends and they said that the the effects weren't worth it for a lot of trans men it's not as safe as discovy and stuff there was access to Tudrata, but uh this trans man thinks that there were some trans men and GNC people who came in and said they couldn't be on it because of side effects. So that is why trans men and females were not taking prep as much as, or as, it wasn't as ready available to them as it is to men up uh, people that were assigned male at birth. Got it. Okay. And always check in with your physician to see if it's right for you. Um, also, we had a comment from sinfully over on our at tags podcast on Instagram talking about masturbation clubs. He says, I've been to the masturbation club here in Chicago. You had to get naked and masturbation was the only thing allowed. No anal or oral. If you were caught doing those activities, you could be asked to leave. Guys played (laughs) with each other, but it was all just mutual masturbation. It's usually held in an open space like the back room of a bar. So everyone is intermingling. Oh, with their dicks out. Nice. I like that. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a night at the Eagle in the second floor here in New York. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, we did, but is that really? Con- it's never mind. Mm, I was about to say something not good. Okay, my mind immediately goes to if that is cheating or not. But I don't need to talk about that. Right. Um, <laughs> check in with your boyfriend on that one. Exactly. Oh. And uh, lastly, we had a comment over on our YouTube when we were live last Wednesday. Said I've noticed that if you're a well endowed straight dude with nudes that go public. It won't bode well for you, especially in the entertainment industry, because it's intimidating to other straight guys with a gay actor. Oh, they said with a gay actor, if done carefully, you could be a boost to your career. And that was from um, Jacob Williams on YouTube. So, yes, thanks. We always love it when you comment back to us. Keep the conversation going. Well, we have to shout out to Raheem Shabazz, porn star, who just surpassed... 1 million followers on Twitter. Uh, He's over a million to be exact, extending his lead as the most followed male porn star on social media, gay or straight, who appears in both studio and fan content. And there's only a handful of uh, biggest female porn stars like Angela White, Abella Danger, who have more followers. But Raheem crossing the million mark is all the more remarkable, I think. So congratulations to him. Uh, Jeremy, are you a fan of Raheem Shabazz? I don't remember which one he is. Let me look. <laughs> look him up. I know we, we <laughs> obviously not adding He's to like... his million dollar, <laughs> million Twitter followers. Are you, Cody? I follow him. Yes. Yeah. And, he was at the Porn Star Awards in West Hollywood uh, when I was there last year. Oh, no, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. Okay. No? Oh, my gosh. I yeah. I am. I mean, he's a really good top. So I know he's, he's a really good top, it looks like. I would like to experience he, that. but. <laughs> and he just bought him for, I believe, the first time on film re- very recently. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Nice. Well, well, we um, also winning Golden Globes. We were talking about Golden Globes last week. Evan Peters, who is in the Jeffrey Dahmer story, Dahmer Monster, has got a lot of criticism for his win for Best Actor playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Of course, he won his very first Golden Globe, uh, but not everyone is happy, including a lot of the victims' families. Quote, Evan should have used his acceptance speech to mention the families who are still suffering from Dahmer's crimes or to say Hollywood should put an end to telling stories about killers and glorifying them. You know, I saw we I saw this. I know you did, Jeremy, as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it glorified. To me, I actually didn't know. I know there's been a lot of stories about Jeffrey Dahmer over the years documentaries for me it was educational in that i didn't know much about him i didn't know that he preyed on people of color men of color and lastly Mm -hmm. i thought it did a good job of actually portraying the victims and giving them a face and telling their stories to me i don't know that it's an actor's job to then go when he accepts an award to have to have a laundry list of things that he should have said, but I don't know. That's just me, Jeremy. What are your thoughts on Evan Peters? I mean, winning? I, when I saw his speech, I thought it was very him. It was very like short, concise. He said it was a difficult uh, feat to get through that playing this specific part, and I think that he was true to himself and what he wanted to say when he went up there and. 
I think you can always say shoulda, coulda, woulda, or you can think what you think someone should say, but I think only that person is entitled to say what they feel in that moment. And I thought that his speech was short and concise and very him as a person. Like he doesn't give long, not long dragged out, but political. he doesn't give like, yeah, he doesn't really get into the logistics in speeches where some people use it as their time to like get across an important message that means something to them or just certain ideas. So you could always say he could have done this. He could have done that. But I think that overall he played an amazing part. He won for that reason. And I think that the show really spent time helping you get to know the victims a lot more than focusing on the actual act of his murders. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. You know, Cody, one of the things he said in his speech that had a lot of people cringing was that he said, I sincerely hope some good came out of it. Mm -hmm. Do you think any good came out of this portrayal? Was that cringeworthy to you? Or what are your thoughts on this? I was going to say, actually, I was going to bring that up and say that that is probably one. I think that's one of the better things that he said in his speech, because like you said, Jeremy, it, he you can forget to thank somebody at any moment in time. It, it When you're up there, you kind of just especially if you're not a planner, you just kind of go with what you're actually thinking and feeling in the moment. So it's really easy to forget to thank people. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he went up there and said, I hope that this actually does some good this work actually does some good it says a lot about his character so i don't think that that was cringeworthy i think that that kind of almost redeemed his his the speech a little bit in my eyes so i I don't i think that he's just fine i think that his work speaks for itself i the the only thing (laughs) is and we discussed this during during dinner for your birthday we we were talking about work a lot honestly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was that him winning an award that the 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 mother of one of the families that well, people that got murdered i think that him winning the award she was saying that it could encourage other people to have uh, these tendencies or to think about the fame and being no- notorious for murdering people and i think that that it's something that made me think a little bit like what is what is the makeup of a serial killer at the end of the day? Yeah, I think we definitely are feel our hearts go out to the victims for having to have this being replayed over and over throughout the years. It's just we could also blame crime, true crime dramas that are on yeah. every night uh, ad nauseum. And one could say, is this portraying and eliciting more of that same behavior of a lot of different types of behavior. So, you know, I do feel for the victim's families, but I don't think Evan, um, Evan Peters should be, take the blame for any of this, but let us know what you think though. We always want to hear from you at tags podcast. Okay. Well, there's a new reality show. We were talking about it the (laughs) other day called the real friends of WeHo. Uh, I'm wondering, for for starters, before we get into the latest drama, The Real Friends of WeHo is going to come on debut on January 20th, right after Drag Race. First of all, Jeremy, are you going to be watching this? Because I know you're a Housewives fan. 
I think I will tune in and see what I think about it. I'm not one to rag on TV. If I don't enjoy like the first few episodes, I'll just not watch it. Yeah, I'm but I'm I'm kind of like intrigued a little bit and I mean we don't have any mainstream shows at the moment that focus on like a group of friends, so I'm kind of interested to see it. Yeah, I'll definitely tune in to so part of the drama, the latest drama is that it's mm-hmm. going to be cutting into your show Drag Race Cody, yes. taking it from <laughs> 90 minutes down to only an hour. And many of the queens are not having it, especially some of the fans that said, "Why did we have to lose 30 minutes for all the hard work that the queens are going through in Drag Race just to have screaming queens over on the real friends of WeHo. And so that I think is grounds for, I think they need to prove themselves first. If people even want to watch it before they start cutting into a solid show like drag race. What were your thoughts on that Cody? Oh, I, I agree 100% with what everybody is saying. I need my full 90 minutes of drag race. Okay. (laughs) I do not. I will probably watch, the real friends of WeHo, but I will probably still be ragging on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of those people that watches it and and adds viewerships to it to it, and still goes in on the back end and still is talking about it. Like, did you <laughs> see this this girl right here? But yeah, so I I just think that they should not be cutting into my Drag Race time. When you play with that, then you start to play with my feelings. And and no, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, and then the final drama that is coming out, and they haven't even debuted yet, is apparently porn star OnlyFans uh, sensation Chris Salvatore was supposed to, rumored, to be in an episode, but apparently none of the cast wanted to film with him. He's, he's tweeted, last year, three gays from a certain reality show refused to film with me for having an OnlyFans, so I was fired by production after filming for only a week. That's all what? I can say for now. We keep talking about this, though, on does having an OnlyFans, putting nudes out there, affect your career or not? And we just had somebody on YouTube say it should help your career. I can't imagine... This seems crazy to me. Like Brad Goreski really didn't want to film with somebody that has an OnlyFans, <laughs> please. I mean, <laughs> what do you think of this drama, Jeremy? I think it's stupid. And I mean, having an OnlyFans is not really that big of a deal. Right. I think it could only help the show and would be juicier if they did have this. Right, Cody? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that Chris Salvatore is super hot, and he, him having a an OnlyFans and layering that into the the whole plot of the real friends of WeHo, it could only help, like you guys said. So, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, for a show that hasn't debuted yet, there's certainly a lot of drama surrounding it. This is rumored, so we're not sure if it's true or not, but I'm sure it certainly sounds like Chris Salvatore was asked to film and did film for a week, and I think it could only help. I mean, OnlyFans is such in the stratosphere of not just our LGBT community, but people in general, so this could only help the show, I think. They better hope they get good reviews and not burn any more bridges, though, so we'll have to see on that. Okay. Well, we've got to get into some hot topics here. And there is a natural hormone making gay men super horny. 
Are you, they write this article, are you permanently horny or constantly scrolling your phone in search of sex? Yes. Sex is great. Gay sex is even better. But perhaps all that scrolling is having a detrimental effect on your life. Well, there is a new study that found that men who display hypersexual behavior often had elevated levels of the hormone oxytocin. Researchers at the University Umia in Sweden looked at 64 men with a clinical diagnosis of hypersexual disorder. And the results showed a that you have a preoccupation with sexual fantasies, urges, or behaviors to the extent it can have a negative impact on your life. Around half of the hypersexual participants were enrolled in a seven-week cognitive behavior therapy program to help address the behavior. Afterwards, though, they did find through blood samples that many of the men showed lower levels of this oxytocin when they went through sort of a treatment. And mm. right. So, I mean, I've, have you ever had periods, Cody, where you thought maybe you were, you had this oxytocin in your system now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at all times. Yes. I, I was wondering what the, what the treatment is for this, because I think I have a double dose of oxytocin right now. So, and if I didn't have it, I would probably ask for two more. So I, mm-hmm. I really The big question is, what is abnormal or what do they qualify as affecting your normal life? So that's what really what I was guessing about as far as I think it's a preoccupation, essentially, is what happens. But it can it's found more in women. They tend to have more oxytocin than men. It's a key hormone of the reproductive system. But most humans, I think a healthy dosage, it's dubbed the cuddle hormone or love hormone as levels are boosted when we experience affection and intimacy. Mm -hmm. Men also experience a boost in oxytocin from their brains when they ejaculate. So, but it can be, like I said, holding hands can boost the hormone. So it can be found in other ways than just this. I think when it becomes sort of a detriment to getting things done in your life, have you ever felt this Jeremy, in your life, that maybe you had a, a lot of this going on in your system? I think so. I think I felt that it it comes and it goes, but I wouldn't really be sure how to, like, measure it. Right, right. I think one can assume, but I'm not sure, like, just the actual any sort of percentage. Right. And I think for me, it it comes in like, how much porn am I watching on a day? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you work from home, sometimes you have to really be diligent about your time, obviously, because it's so easy to just get on an app or watch porn. And so I think I've found during certain periods of times where I've had higher levels of just a preoccupation of looking at porn and being obsessed with it practically and then other times mm-hmm. where I can monitor it so for me it's just kind of checking checking in with myself really on what's going on with that but it sounds like it could be a healthy matter as well if it's called the cuddle hormone so I know I feel like I want to cuddle all the time I want to hold hands all the time uh-huh. and <laughs> so I don't know what yeah I don't think it's a detriment at all well I mean 
you never know what could happen out there. Right? right, right. So anyways, let us know what you think on that. Okay. Well, hooking up on the first state is apparently is more popular than you might think. This is another study. A new survey found that nearly half of adults have had sex on the first date. Sex positive brand Love Honey conducted the poll, and they found that 49% of respondents said they got down and dirty after initially meeting with a potential romantic partner. While this might not exactly be breaking news to some gay men, the survey also didn't specify what exactly counts as a date. So they said your messy 3 a.m. grinder house call might not count, but hooking up <laughs> after breaking bread and throwing back vodka sodas with their latest swipe right most definitely does. Uh, I think most gay men, a lot of gay men hook up. I know I just went on a date and I'm kind of in a tricky situation because we didn't hook up on that first date, but one mm-hmm. might count our first meeting was on the naked beach. But then I, if you recall, I told the story on how I saw him at 3 a.m. on the dance floor at the Eagle, and he did pull me into the bathroom stall where we kind of got down mm-hmm. busy so essentially, Ooh. I guess I do fall into this ca- a category of hooking up before the actual date. Um, <laughs> I think we just get this out of the way sooner than later. I know we've talked about this on the show before, but what are your thoughts about this, Jeremy? Do you think people hook up more on the first date? I think it's more common uh, in our community, but I also think it it really just depends on the person. And I don't see a problem with it because sometimes getting that out of the way in the beginning actually makes you like the person more. I tend to agree with you too. And sex is very important and you want to know if you're compatible. And I think, but um, just to be devil's advocate, Cody, do you think it can ruin your chances of wanting to go on a second, third date? It hasn't ever for me. Um, I think that, when you have sex on the first date, like you guys said, it's all about some sexual compatibility. So if that spark isn't there, then that can ruin whether or not you want to go on a second date or not. But I do think that when you, that spark is there, it's kind of undeniable. So you 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 just make sure that it's right and all the all the everything goes in the right place so yeah i think that having sex on the first date is not really a bad thing i had sex on the first date with my boyfriend and we're still together after two years but there was a time when i was waiting until the third date or the fourth date and or six months whichever one came first right right now i hear you and did that work yeah I, I, did that work out for and you? that did not right. work <laughs> <laughs> yeah i tend to think that the 3 a.m hookup with somebody i've had a lot of those before and though being hot oftentimes intentions might be good to exchange numbers but nine times out of ten i don't always follow up they don't always follow up i think it was what it was and to try and even when I've had coffee the next morning, it's I don't know if it ruins it or I know too too much or there wasn't that spark that, you know, somebody that I'm interested in. It was just a s- simple sex hookup mm-hmm. where I think like the guy that I went on the date with, we had already talked enough, met on the beach and there was enough spark there that now we want to do it again and have more dates. So I think this. 
we're going to have actual sex, I hope, on the next date. He's supposed to be taking me out for a belated birthday dinner. So I'll report back if we All do. Right. And won't tell him to listen to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Gay Bros recently listed their instant turnoffs and deal breakers. I'll read you a few of them. Here are uh, some of the no-nos. Saying I'm straight, but I want to experience gay sex. Saying I'm DL was another one. Being insensitive. And one person wrote, my ex once told me that I needed to get over my dead mother's death. I left him alone after that, and he tried to apologize to me via FaceTime with an uh, with another dude in the background. <clears throat> oh my god! Um, talking about speaking of sex, talking about sex nonstop. I get it, dudes. Be horny. I get it, dudes. Be horny. But if you're steering every conversation towards sex, I'm not going to waste my time. Hate it when I hit off with a guy, and before long, he's acting like I'm a flashlight instead of a pers- prospective partner. Those are some of them. Um, gay guys um, judging. Um, do you have any turn offs, the instant turn offs from guys, Jeremy, that are just like absolutely no? Uh, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, someone that definitely doesn't pay attention to when you're speaking is like a big turnoff for me, especially if they're like on their phone a lot, a lot when you're first trying to get to know them, right. like within the first 20 or 30 minutes of like hanging out with them, that un- alone just annoys me to no end. Also, I think I said it before, but uh, like unmanicured hands, like long nails really Ooh, yeah. grosses me out like mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, definitely hygiene is a biggie for me. That could be an instant turnoff. Or I agree with you, though. Somebody that's not paying attention or can't remember certain things or doesn't show any interest really in you Mm -hmm. is talking all about themselves can be a total turnoff because it's like, is this an indication on how the relationship is to go from here? I mean, it's all about you. No, that never works. Um, Cody, what are your thoughts? Instant turnoffs. Yeah, just about if you have no, if we don't have anything in common, if there's no, you know, ground that we have together or that we have things that we can share or really the spark that's there, honestly, it's kind of undefinable or unquantifiable because it, it has to, it's either there or it's not. So I, I really, I fell asleep on one date, honestly. Oh my so, God. <laughs> <laughs> or almost fell asleep on one date, but it was just because he, we didn't really have anything in common. We were just really not really, you know, built for each other, I feel like. So that is the main turnoff for me. Um, but then again, like you guys were saying, hygiene is really, really important. The smells I need for everything to be smelling correct. Yeah. Right. Get that in order. I also think flakiness, people that are flaky and don't commit to meeting up and, or just move dates around too much. I don't like my sister and I talk a lot about this. If you're going to do something, just do it like commit, Uh, You don't have to commit to a relationship with me yet, but you do need to commit to let's get together. And that's, I think, sometimes why I don't like the endless chatter on the apps because Mm -hmm. it's like, are we just virtual buddies here? I don't want a virtual buddy. I don't want a pen pal, as my friend often says. I want to meet in person. And then we can decide if 
we want to go further on this. Plus, you don't get things like hygiene always on, you know, endless talking to people on the app. So I just think, yeah, that's another biggie for me. Okay, well, couldn't help but talk about this Reddit thread. And it came from Ask Gay Bros Over 30. And they write, chatting with a couple who doesn't play together. I began chatting with a guy on one of the apps who's in an open relationship. His partner recently started chatting with me as well, separately. Neither mentioned that their partner was chatting with me, so I'm assuming the other doesn't know. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> Haven't met with either guy yet, but would like to, and it's heading in that direction. They don't play together. Should I mention to either one that I've been chatting with the other, Jeremy? I mean, I definitely would. You would? I, I mean, you're not going to say anything at all? I'm going to see how this plays out and see which one I like better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like all the drama that that entails, so... I would be upfront more than I would just be like staying secret on the sidelines. Like, I don't know, just playing the game too much. I would say something. I guess the drama could entail what if you cause more drama by telling them. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's like a double edged sword, to be honest. And it's like a tricky situation, but. I always think it's better to be upfront than mm-hmm. just say nothing. The other problem is it, you could be on the losing end of it because what if you, you yeah. X yourself out of the whole situation? They're like, oh my gosh, too much drama. And neither one wants to go out with you now. And you just like, now you don't get anybody. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Cody? Would you tell both partners that you're talking to both of them? Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I was on your side, Steve. I was like, don't tell either one of them and get that ass. Uh, right. <laughs> but but then I definitely see where Jeremy is coming from because at the end of the day, it's their relationship that's kind of in, in jeopardy there. So the more upfront and the more honest you are, the more they'll be able to work things out on their end. And, and then hopefully you'll still be able to get both their asses at the end of the day. Yeah, so he also wrote, yeah, hopefully you'll be lucky that way. One of the concerns he wrote (laughs) is that their agreement is to not share. And that if I say anything, I would be the one sharing. However, that's their problem. That's not really your problem (laughs) as the person that's in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right on that. Um, It's kind of a tricky situation. I mean, I think I would just play dumb and see which one actually back to commitment, which one is going to get together with me. And then maybe then I would say something, Hey, by the way, I'm also talking, I think to your partner and as you're putting on your pants, as, I put, right? as I'm running out the door, <laughs> yeah. as I'm zipping up. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know about that, but it, good yeah, that's a good one though. Let us know. How would you I respond to that. Would you tell? Let us know. You can always go to at tags podcast and DM us on our Instagram page. Well, this is crazy. Airbnb suspended uh, a Texas host who sent a message to a same sex couple. Essentially, Airbnb says it's investigating one of its hosts following a message allegedly sent to a same-sex couple. The host is suspended suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. Uh, it happened when Curtis Kimberlin Jr. and his partner Jonathan were looking to book a room 
in Dallas, Texas. They were disappointed when one of their choices responded negatively to their inquiry. Kimberlin took to Twitter to post about the experience. He reprinted a screenshot of the exchange between his partner and the host. Jonathan excitedly told the host, my partner and I will be flying into town over a weekend wedding, and we're really excited. It'll be my first time in Texas, and my partner is from Dallas, so he'll be showing me around. The host response was blunt, so I'll be hosting two men sleeping together, right? And that obviously did not go over well, because then they canceled the the actual uh, reservation. reservation. And mm-hmm. I'm really happy to hear, though, that Airbnb suspended their membership because we talk a lot about on the show when people don't want to make a cake for a same-sex couple and things of that nature. This, to me, how are you going to have an Airbnb and pick and choose who is going to come into, you know, they didn't have a bad review. It's just that they didn't want them staying because they're a same-sex couple. I mean, is this shocking to you, Jeremy, that there would... I think it's really sad and very backwards that that's still, like, a problem. And it's pathetic that you can take a heterosexual couple's money, but you can't take a gay couple's. Like, Mm. it just sounds like bad business and just ignorance. Yeah, really bad business because, Cody, the gays, gay men are probably travel the most out of mm-hmm. i bet there's oh, yeah. studies that show that we are we love to travel and you're missing out on it's bad business i agree with jeremy what are your thoughts on this i mean what did they think was going to happen that that the people were going to come in and they were going to have be gay by association <laughs> of people staying in their airbnb that's just ridiculous it's so stupid and i'm so glad that airbnb is dedicated to a non-discrimination discriminatory practice it just makes me want to use their site even more i just can't believe this right Uh, there's been a a couple of other offshoot brands that have tried i forget i can't think uh at the top of my head but there's mr mr bnb yeah Yeah. which is always good one to check i I don't i haven't been on there in a while and they don't have as many listings as airbnb does but Mm -hmm. you know it's good that uh, Mr. B&B is around there as well, but I'm glad Airbnb did the right thing and suspended that account. Thank you very much. Okay, and I want to know, will you be watching this show? It's um, For the Love of Dilfs is the name of the show. It's on Out TV. It's a, Already like a, it. a very <laughs> real gay dating show headed your way, um, courtesy of Daddy TV. The show's central... A, a central conceit is simple. Two groups of gay men, aforementioned daddies and himbos, come together to live in a gorgeous mansion to compete for love and the chance to win $10,000 investment into their relationship. Um, oh, it's also going to be hosted by Stormy Daniels, of all people. That, who? I what? I know. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Stormy Daniels will be hosting this. Uh, interesting choice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I watched the. I'll post this on Tag's podcast so you guys can watch the trailer. But does this sound interesting to you, Jeremy? Uh, kind of, but not really. I'm not like a big fan of the like rose ceremony dating shows as much as i am about like the reality tv shows so i don't know i'm i may check it out but i'm definitely more interested in the 
uh, friends of WeHo. Yeah, I I don't have Out TV, but I'm kind of interested in this. It does. I was watching a few different dating shows on Netflix recently, and they are addictive. It's funny though because I went on speed dating last year, and they definitely did the opposite of this. They didn't inter- intermingle people of a certain age. So it was like 36 and older, which is the group I fell into. And then mm-hmm. 35 and under for the younger group. And I think they were going to do a, a, a mixing and an upcoming one that I didn't go to. I think for me, it's just too much emphasis on Dilfs and their younger counterparts. And I think, mm-hmm. but I think it will make for good TV. I don't know. What are your oh, thoughts, yeah. Cody? I just think the drama on this TV show is going to be through the roof and I can't (laughs) wait to watch it. (laughs) Sign me up to watch the whole season. I'll probably binge it again afterwards. And again, I'll still rag on it at the end of the day, but just know that in my heart, I love you Dilfs and, and, and baby Dilfs if you're, when you're out there. So yes, I'll be watching this show. I do like all this new wave of entertainment that's coming our way though. It's at least it's, you know, why don't we have more dating shows that are for men and, why isn't there been before <clears throat> i think there was the a list cody was it called yeah the a list new york and i think that they had a a list la too maybe i'll google it right now hold on one second okay <clears throat> you know what was good was spoiler alert i saw that in the movie theaters and that was really good oh okay yeah i really want to see that too and it's got uh, a great cast too i even think sally fields in it as well yeah. Good. I really want to see that movie, and thank you for that review on that. Yeah, I don't see an A list. I don't LA. think it did very well the first one, and it maybe was going to have an L A. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was just New York. But, oh, that's I mean, like Mike Ruiz and yes, uh, Riken, Riken, and Rodney Santiago. Did you yeah. like that, Jeremy? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's hope the the uh, the newer one is a better remake of it. So sadly, with bad news for Neil Patrick Harris, because Uncoupled is not going to be renewed for a second season. And it, and I really liked that show a lot. Um, It followed uh, Uncoupled, didn't get a second season created by Darren Starr. Um, I'm sad about this because I really liked it. And I wanted to know if he got together with his, husband at the end of it it kind of showed that it was going to go in that direction did you watch this jeremy i did i didn't really like it oh you did okay that will no <laughs> why didn't you like it i just didn't find the acting was very like i don't know i didn't like the humor and it was a little corny in my opinion <laughs> well that's probably why i didn't get a second season because people did, hey, did you watch it cody or am i the only one I got through half. Me and my mom actually watched it together. You got through because, half. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tisha Campbell's in it. So we, oh, I was right. like, oh, yay. I love Tisha Campbell. So, but I got through half and the other half, I'm waiting to go back down there and finish it with her. So when I go back and visit her, I'll, I'll finish it. Up. I mean, at this point, though, you might as well skip it and find something else. <laughs> Why? No, I want to know what happened. It's done. I know. <laughs> when, if you did make it through the whole thing, I would just skip it at this point. But <laughs> how f- you could watch it, of course, and let us know. Yeah, I will. I'll be like, oh. Of course, I just spoiled it for you a little bit. At the, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I want the. Uh, plot details go in one ear and out the other with me. I will oh, remember totally that. 
<laughs> shocked and surprised when whatever happens on this show. Well, happens. the ending is not really that amazing. So. <laughs> really? Oh, Don't get that's why they didn't get a second Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're, I'm trying to build it up, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy is like, no, please skip it, girl. I'm, okay. I love it. Oh, my God. Well, he hasn't watched White Lotus yet, so he has so much other shit to catch up on. I finished the first season of White Lotus. Oh, my God. Okay. Season it two, one though, is... Well, season two is so much better. Okay, well, I'm about to start it right now. So yeah, I would next skip time Uncoupled we talk... and watch White Lotus season two with your mom. I am on it. I am <laughs> on White Lotus season two. Okay, got it. All right, well, thanks so much. As always, it's a lot of fun catching up with you both. You know, you can always follow my co-host. You can follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez, jrosslopez. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching, or on his personal account, Mr. Maurice at Mr. Maurice. Follow me at I am underscore Steve V or at Tang's Podcast. Guys, thanks so much. So much fun catching up. Always. Thank you, babe. Yeah. Likewise. Absolutely. We are live on Wednesday night for Tags Live, so join Cody and me at 9 p.m. And the link is at tagspodcast.com. In the meantime, continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. sex.